I look forward to falling asleep with half of these on my TV while I'm <laughs> on the couch or watching them on planes. Open your mouth, prepare your tongue, because you're about to get a taste. I cannot believe we've gone 12 episodes without me being able to talk about Final Fantasy. Well, I know the doll is bad, so I gotta think the dusty balloon is less bad. I mean, if all life everywhere ends... What have I yes. lost? Facial hair as a theme is not something I ever would have chosen. So Yeah, that's the one that Rock is just sweaty the whole time. Yeah. He's got that good, good pointy Jafar beard. <laughs> I've got three pages of AMA citations. This is the Debate This Podcast. Welcome to Debate This, a show where a bunch of grown men gather to discuss comic books, video games, and all things relevant in between. Every now and again, we detour from the normal structure of our well-organized and well-researched debates over the aforementioned nerd topics. Over the past few weeks, we've been hit with a bunch of Marvel Cinematic Universe's Phase 4 and Beyond news, so I've called in some of the best minds of the biz to talk us through some of that news. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of air quotes on that. <laughs> well, I actually called the best minds and they were all busy. None of them returned my phone calls. That feels better. <laughs> so uh, so because of that, I got I got three other guys to talk to me. So joining me today are Kyle, Lady Stiltman Harper, <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt, Asbestos Lady Cole. And Andrew Pacepot Pete Henderson. Yeah. Can we talk about how Lady Stiltman is the best? I love that something <laughs> well, starts with lady and ends with man, and what connects those two <laughs> things is the word stilt. So two two thoughts on it. One, um, I got these by Googling most ridiculous and like Marvel villains or silliest Marvel villains. Pacepot Pete was at the top of the list, so I figured yeah, Andrew would get him back. Yeah. Um, to the name Lady Stiltman just makes me think of all the high schools that are like the Wildcats and but the basketball team, the Lady Wildcats and how it's 2019 yeah. and we should be better oh, yeah. than that. Yep. Yeah, no, that feels that's too much right. work, Todd. <laughs> think of all the think of all the signs they'd have to paint, <laughs> all the new uniforms they'd have to buy. Well, since we're not breaking down that that effective structure today, boys, we've got a lot of ground to cover and I'm. Very excited to get to your thoughts and hottest takes you can dish out. I've got some questions for you, um, but I want to make it clear there's no winners in today's discussion, um, except for the fans, though there probably are some losers, including the four guys that are talking about comic books. And Pacepot Pete. <laughs> and Pacepot Pete. Mostly Pacepot Pete. Probably Tom Holland. Tom, oh, <laughs> oh we're, we are going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> So let's let's talk a little bit more setup. So my dudes, there were nearly a dozen projects announced with dates, along with some other things we know are coming in the next two ish to, to three ish years. And I want to talk about them. Everything. Can I just yeah, go say, ahead. Disney Plus is coming out of the gate swinging. Yeah. On all all their IPs. Well, in this, I mean, we're not even going to wow. talk about the non Marvel things right. today like oh, exactly. the, the mandalorian which is going to launch like when disney plus launches like mm-hmm. that's going to be incredible yeah yep. todd's favorite project the lizzie mcguire remake oh man hillary duff hillary duff <laughs> that that love never died <laughs> <laughs> so so we've got everything coming at us from movies like black widow the eternals dr strange in the multiverse of madness thor love and thunder shang chi and the legend of the ten rings and all those disney plus series like um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Loki, What If, and Hawkeye. And, and those are just the ones with release dates. That doesn't even touch the ones that were just announced from D23. 
um, like Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and uh, or Miss Marvel. Uh, that also doesn't even touch anything like Fantastic Four and, and X-Men coming home to Disney. Um, and then it, that still doesn't even talk about the fact that we still have Deadpool out there, and now we have officially Kit Harrington announced as the Black Knight, which is... Woot. Very cool. They lost one Stark and gained two others. Ooh, they did. They did actually. <laughs> Man, that was. Uh, I stole deep. it. I oh, stole okay, it from no, a meme. Not yours. All right. Not mine. Thanks to the internet. So, so boys, let's let's get this started with all those things that we are hearing coming out. What has you excited in in this like phase four and beyond, and why? Far, far and away, someone who knows what they're doing. Getting their hands back on the Fantastic Four. <laughs> you don't want. You don't want what, a cloud of Galactus. I don't want Galactus cloud. I don't want hot new take by problematic director uh, Fantastic Four. I want good old flagship series of D- of Marvel for decades. Fantastic Four, the first family. Like I said, they like it was like Spider Man. Fantastic for everyone else for years until the 90s when X-Men took took that spot. And um, I want I want the Fantastic Four back in someone competence hands. Well, and I think, you know, when when we're looking at the Fantastic Four, since they are that family, I think the question is going to be the question is going to be, how are they introduced? And I I don't know. I have a hard time imagining them not already established. Like, I don't think we're going to get like a powers origin story, maybe like in a flashback. But again, I think we're going to get more of like a like a Peter Parker, Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe style. Yeah, Yeah. I like. um, So my quick like off the top of my head theory is it will be similar. Like they will throw him in. They will throw the Fantastic Four or at least like Johnny Storm or um, Ben Grimm into another like avenger half avengers movie like civil war was mm. um i like the idea of a very hand wavy experience or um explanation of our company was private until this week and now we're a public entity and we've been like keeping things under wraps behind the scenes for years now we're public and we're also going public as superheroes surprise <laughs> like <laughs> Then you don't have to spend a whole movie of them going to space and getting powers and bickering. You can just like throw them in and then the next movie you can have them fight Dr. Doom and have it be all kinds of awesome. Yeah, I, I don't think I could care any less that the thing and Johnny and Johnny Storm don't get along. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I could. I don't even need a hand wave. I don't I don't give a shit. Yeah. They're just there. And that's <laughs> oh, exactly. It. All right. Cool. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Sounds great. Have them fly in, say something cool. Done. Exposition check. Three years from now, you can give us a standalone movie that gives us the backstory and we can all ignore it. Like, I don't know. Thor 2. Yeah. I'll if they really want to if they really want to act like they know what they're doing, there's going to be a crawl in one movie that's like Richard's foundation goes public and that'll be it for that movie. And then the next movie will get the whole like spider-man intro like we had in civil war yeah where you get like 15 minutes of tom holland meeting johnny storm and then johnny storm shows up later and throws fire at people and there you have it and i i think about though i know it wasn't the best or or really even like top 
third Marvel movies. But the one thing that Doctor Strange did well is that 10 minutes into the movie, he had already had the accident. Like he had oh, already yeah. had the car yeah. accident and was like moving on. They're like, oh, he's you know. a doctor. He's an asshole. Yeah, he's in an accident. Cool. What now? Like, yeah, if, if they're going to force us to watch them get their powers, it, at least hopefully they like expedite the process or like through a series of relevant, you know, flashbacks. But just don't don't give us some bullshit about how those four specific people have to load up into a spaceship and they fly too close to the sun or whatever it is that gives them their it doesn't powers. Matter. Like it, it literally does not matter. Yeah. None of, none of that is important. Exactly. Well, and, the, and I think that goes to stands to show how, if like why these movies have been so effective. Cause when you think back to the original Iron Man, right? Like nobody knew what Iron Man was in 2008 that wouldn't read comics. And the whole movie was Iron Man's origin specifically that first half of that the first like third of that movie is is him in the cave right yeah and like i I would argue that you needed it and like i wouldn't do it any differently but but man look how far we've come like and i think todd's todd when you were saying we were talking about dr strange like it's kind of crazy that we had a movie like that like nobody knows who dr strange is like nobody does but it didn't matter like we don't we don't need all that exposition we can just kind of get through the get through the beats and they've gotten really good at doing that. And I think Guardians of the Galaxy was was a really major, a major turning point for them. And like pulling out these kind of like left fielder heroes and just being like, yeah, they're they're this person now. And they're really good at showing personality in one scene. And, and that is super important. Well, and I would even say Guardians was the last yeah. like spend time with each individual team member origin story we needed. Like mm-hmm. and that was because. No one knew who they were. Right. Everyone knows the basics of the Fantastic Four. Right. We don't need to introduce Reed Richards and Sue Storm and Johnny Storm and Ben Grimm separately. Like we can just do it all real quick. 15 minutes. Bam. Action. Bam. A little more exposition. Bam. More action. See, I would I would argue that the one franchise in this, especially in this next phase, we're going to see them have to focus and do that again is going to be the Eternals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to have to do. And I, and I mean, I think they're going to follow some semblance of the Guardians of the Galaxy like way of doing things like they're going to have to do something where they're about to introduce a whole variety of people that you've never met before. Mm-hmm. And they're going to make you like have to understand who they are and their motivations and how they all connect together. So I don't know. I mean, I have faith they'll do it because much like Guardians of the Galaxy, I think that did so well that they're like, all right, full gas on weird shit. Here we go. Like, why not give you near immortal gods that were put here by the Celestials? And they're definitely going to exist throughout history. And also Kumal Nanjiani is one of them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, of all the of all the properties coming out in the next two to three years, um, the Eternals is the one that will like I think will make or break their plans. If if they don't do Eternals right, and it's just a big mess of gobbledygook that no one watches, um, that could derail some future plans. So I think that's going to be the one to watch to see how Phase Four actually is going to go. Because that's the that's the first unestablished one, too, that's coming out. Well, and I think it's also worth noting that so everything you just said, I think, is fully understood by uh, like Disney, because look at the look at the casting. I mean, yeah, they've got they've got some of the biggest names just that is nothing but like 
you know, low level A and high level B headliners in yeah. that movie that they're like, all right, we're Game not going to mess around. Cast members, um, Angelina Jolie, Camille mm-hmm. uh, Nanjiani Salma, for, the, Salma for the lefts. Salma Hayek. Yeah, like it's it's make or break, but it'll they're they're going to try and make it. Um, so. What's her name from The Walking Dead? Yeah, I, I can't remember her name right now. I can't either, but she's on The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I need to pay more attention to the to like the casting reveal because I'm I'm still like a month behind on who is in that. Yeah. Um, OK, so so that was a lot of good talk on Final Fantasy and some other things. Matt, <laughs> on what, what Todd? I'm looking in the notes and I see two F's and it throws me off and it makes me sad. My inception is complete. Oh, God. <laughs> the, this whole podcast is in a ruse. So now that now that Andrew said that nobody cares about Doctor Strange, Matt, what movie are you excited for in Phase <laughs> Holy 4? Holy shit, I'm so excited for Doctor Strange too. I'm so stoked. Um, so Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, uh, I was that is excited. a pretty rad title. It's yeah. great. It's so good. I so I was really excited for it uh, when they announced it. And then I spent all day today reading more and more about it and the path that it could go down. And now I'm through the roof excited. And I think that Doctor Strange 2 is the movie to put on your calendar as the next major point in the MCU. Mm. And I think that for a couple of reasons. The biggest thing that I read today that like really kind of took took me aback was uh, Doctor Strange 2 is slated to come out on May 7th of 2021. Or if the, the pattern continues, it'll probably be April 30th. But the first big May weekend movie of the MCU is always the big hit movie. It oh, is yeah. their big pull. It's the like, this is the movie that's going to make us all the money. And I think that Multiverse of Madness is going to be the next Civil War crossover movie, pseudo Avengers movie, because it opens up the multiverse. They can go in so many different directions. They can pull people in from anywhere and they don't need to explain why if they're in the multiverse, if they're opening up the multiverse idea, then it can just pull in whoever. And now they're there and they can explain why they're there later but they can drop people in that movie the way they drop Spider-Man in Civil War, the way they drop Black Panther in Civil War. And if the and if the Sony deal goes south, it's a perfect place to write out Spider-Man entirely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm super, super stoked for that, uh, not only because of that opportunity, but because it's going to be the first horror movie in the MCU, which oh, is yeah. huge. Um, because I think it's really the first time that the MCU is going to branch into another genre of superhero movie. You know, I think that so far they've done action superhero movies and they've done comedy superhero movies. Um, which what I about think... Blade? What? What was that? that was <laughs> no, 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 no. That, oh, that was, that was... <laughs> the MCU, not Marvel yeah. movies, just the MCU. Um, but I like... would also add to your list, uh, Matt, the I think they had referred to. Um, Paul Rudd's uh, first outing as Ant-Man as a techno heist, which they had said, like, that's a different kind of movie. It's a techno heist, which then turned into a time heist. But yes, <laughs> I disagree with that statement. But either way, um, they're going to make a horror movie, which I think is going to be really interesting because it's pushing the boundaries of the MCU. I think that they have stayed relatively safe as far as consumable media goes. But as soon as you put the horror tag on something, a lot of people get nervous to see it. And so I think that they're going to build 
up all of this stuff to this movie and make it so important. And then they're really going to push to see how much they can bring in with a horror movie, which I'm really, really excited for. And there's just so much opportunity, like the uh, different rogue galleries of Doctor Strange and the people that all come in through the multiverse are insane. Um, the a lot of people are saying that the in the multiverse of madness is an exact like parallel of the Lovecraft novel um, or novella. The mountains of mad mountains in the of mountains madness. of madness. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and there are Lovecraft horrors and like Lovecraftian creatures in the Doctor Strange comics. Um, so I'm super excited for the possibility of that to cross over. That's it's going to be two hours of the whole of the last 15 minutes of the first Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, like it's going to be two <laughs> hours of like no time. Dormammu, I've come to bargain, and just like weird, <laughs> oh yeah, unearthly things happening to and around Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, uh, and then just like the last big thing that I read today that was really exciting for me is. Uh, the you know we already know that WandaVision is going to tie directly into Multiverse of Madness, and there's this speculation that maybe it won't actually open up the multiverse, but it's going to be more about the Nightmare Realm, and it's going to tie Nightmare, who is the Doctor Strange villain, in mm-hmm. through uh, Scarlet Witch sort of losing control of her powers because she's always in the comics like not a hundred percent in control of the magic that she wields. And it's really easy for her to just like go over. Uh, And so there's this whole idea that maybe the multiverse of madness is not going to be the multiverse, but is going to be more of the dream realm uh, and, and really run wild through people's brains. Uh, And I'm stoked. That, that was an issue. So that's kind of what I thought when I saw it, I didn't have a lot of information before on that one, but everything you just said, I'm like, 110% 110% down for. But so do what do you guys what do you guys think? Like so in Far From Home, they like pretty heavily tease the multiverse, right? But like they spin it on its head and they're like, oh, that was just a, you know, that was just Jake Gyllenhaal doing <laughs> just his goofing. thing. Just goofing. Yeah. Psych. Do you do you guys interpret that as like, oh no, the multiverse is happening? Or is that rather a nod that for them being like, no, we're not we're not gonna get into that, at least not for a while. I think it was them saying like, I think they were, they were teasing it knowing that it wasn't going to happen, but it is totally going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that the whole idea of the multiverse is so deeply tied into the stories of Marvel. I mean, Marvel and DC, but like into the stories of Marvel that you can't keep telling these Marvel stories and not open that can of worms. Eventually it it's relatively agreed upon that. Like the only other, event as big as um the infinity wars are like the secret wars which is a whole multiverse mm-hmm. clash yeah um, mm-hmm. which what could be the next decade long plot they're building towards yeah. which, secret, not se- go ahead Todd. Go, you go well i was gonna say not to like open up what is another like 40 minute conversation on that but like if you like familiarize yourself so like the old secret world secret wars was like just heroes teleported to a planet where they had to fight like and then they did secret wars just a couple of years ago and like turned all that on its head and basically had all these worlds kept colliding they're calling them um incursions i think is what they were calling them mm-hmm. and ended up building what was called battle world which were like fragmented chunks of all these different alternate universes uh, mul- the different chunks of different multiverses and in the center of it was 
um, Doctor Doom as like God Doom is what he called himself. Yeah. And like he cool. was running the whole thing and it was like legit bananas. I am so on board for the next Thanos level villain to be Doctor yep. Doom. Yeah. Yeah. We we really need to get Doctor Doom in here stat because man, there's Doctor just so Doom much potential there. Pleases. The yeah. the last thing I want to say about Secret Wars, at least like from from what that I think is important to note, is that one of the like one <laughs> the police force of Battleworld uh, in in that second Secret Wars is uh, called the Thor Corps, and it's every Thor <laughs> from every different universe <laughs> all together. I've already said in the show how the uh, the Council of Ricks from yeah. Rick and Morty is 100 percent straight ripped off from the Council of Reeds from the yep. Fantastic Four series. Um, yeah, which is also <laughs> good and fun. <laughs> so stupid. Right. Well, so yeah, like the there's Secret Wars. And then the other thing I was going to say, the only other like major event is the House of M, which mm, if they build yeah. the X-Men in, like they could be building to that eventually. But that's like six, seven, eight, nine, ten years that's, off. We'll be, we'll be taking our grandkids to the House of M. Right. Well, they'll, they'll do. I think I mean, and I, I want to say most people are in agreement about this. That they'll they'll introduce a couple X-Men and then they're going to build up. And yeah. like the thing is, it's already known that um, there's some nerd out there on the Internet. And if I can figure out who you are, I'll give you credit for this. That checks <laughs> to see like what website titles are like purchased by film companies. And apparently um, Avengers versus X-Men is already like a purchased oh, like thing. boy. Oh, that's boy. A, that's another but again, like, good. That is that is a decade down the line. That, yeah, that's that's the next like Civil War sized movie i think they're gonna they're gonna do is um not to steal andrew's slot to this question but um that's the that's such a good that was a good fun um arc as well in the comics yeah um and then the last thing that i want to put on mine uh that i'm super excited for is not the what if series but specifically the fact that they've already teased marvel zombies and yeah, that they are oh, yeah. somehow going to build Marvel zombies into what if. And I am excited for that episode. Don't care about the rest of the show. Give me Marvel zombies. What, uh, what if looks like a lot of fun? Yeah. yeah. When they said they're getting all the all the original um, people's voices. Like mm-hmm. everyone's everyone's doing their characters voice. Acting. Is it is it animated? Because why wouldn't you? Yep. Yeah. 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 That's cool. It's, a, it's an animated show on on Disney Plus. Yeah. And like that's so smart. Because yeah. they can animate whatever storyline they want and to do voice acting like, I mean, I was going to say they can just fly the actor actress in, but they don't even need to do that really. Like, no, well, they can yeah. and they can be they can do it really cool. Like they can make it like a Twilight Zone kind of anthology and have and that's what's yep. Different animators doing different episodes. And, you know, you could oh, do one. Yeah, like, you could do one. That's like the zombie one where you get like, you know, like a horror theme and, and have like a, you know, someone known for that. You could do one that's like high fantasy you could do one that's like sci-fi and look like an anime like those there's so much so much possibility with that what do you think the likelihood disney brings in rob zombie to direct the (laughs) zombie the marvel zombies episode i've never needed something more than i need that that's (laughs) it that's what i need uh well so the i learned today marvel zombies was written by robert kirkman who is also the writer of walking dead um, nice. So yeah. If, if mm-hmm. they bring in Rob Zombie and Robert Kirkman and they let them do the what if episode, 
I never need to watch anything else for the rest of my life. It could be 40, <laughs> 40 minutes of animated Marvel zombies and I'm done. To to give you that um, that Twilight Zone kind of thing, um, I, I believe I read that they are it's going to be given from the watcher's perspective, which like the watcher is like the one that watches everything. Oh, and yeah. that it's the watcher's voice is going to be done by Jeffrey Wright from uh, from Westworld. Oh, um, good. Bernard. Yeah. Oh, good. He's got that good, good. Um, Rob Sterling voice, too. I th- well, I think it's literally going to be done like the Twilight Zone. Like, here are the stories from yep. the far reaches of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's so much fun. Like, and it just ha- that has so much legs and it doesn't, you know, unlike any of these other things, it doesn't require like a long term story arc or investment. Like you can just you can just pop on a what if and, and have a good time. And and I love that. All right, Andrew, what do you got? What's it? What what gets you excited? I, I mean, I was really excited about what if, but um, honestly, the biggest thing for me, Blade. Yeah. Blade Baby. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No one yeah. saw it coming and it was so Bla- good. Blade with and and um Mayershala Ali. Is that how you say his name? Mayershala. Mayershala. Yeah. Um yeah. he's I I I think he's so good. And he's so good in everything he is. He's already in the Mar- the MCU. <laughs> which, eh. Like who cares? Eh. He isn't who not. knows what's going to happen with the Netflix. Yeah, series. I think that the Netflix series is is a that, little That character died. It's fine. Cotton yeah, mouth. Cotton he mouth. Dead. Yeah. He's yeah. dead. But uh, he was also in uh, he did a voice in Spider-Verse. And he was excellent in that. I mean, he's just mm. so good. What voice did he do in Spider-Verse? He was Uncle the- Aaron. Oh, no shit. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Prowler. Wow. Prowler. Yeah. I didn't I, know that. that. That's his awesome. IMDb. He was he's Uncle Aaron in the IMDb page, which is why I couldn't remember <laughs> Prowler. <laughs> they, don't want, they didn't want to spoil they it. Yeah. Um, I think he's great. I think I'm so excited for that. Blade was like the original, actually good comic book movie before Spider-Man, before uh, Maguire vs. Spider-Man came out like those are those are such good weird movies and I am so in for a new blade I, I and I and for the same reason that I'm so excited for Moon Knight as well as just like yeah I I think what I've really gotten the most out of these Marvel movies you know like Captain America is good the Avengers are good but like those aren't the movies that really resonate with me like it's the weird shit it's Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy it's Doctor Strange to some extent I think the new one is going to be good um, you know, it's like it's the way that they built that they built Mysterio and Far From Home. It's all these just really weird explorations of just shitty characters <laughs> that <laughs> so, that somebody got real coked out in the '90s and and made up overnight. And it's just like MCU making lemonade out of lemons. Uh, and I'm really excited to see what they do with with some of these like really just one trick pony characters. Moon Knight and She Hulk and right. Like, Cause She-Hulk is like, what if Thor had boobs? But like, they're gonna make a whole <laughs> show out of what if I'm Thor ready for She-Hulk Hulk to be a, to have no. I want She-Hulk to have no action and be entirely be uh, <laughs> like Aaron Brockovich in the Marvel universe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just like her fight to be taken seriously as a lawyer. But isn't like, isn't that kind of like her deal? Like she's like a scientist and. She's like she's a, she's a, she's a lawyer. lawyer. Oh, she's yeah. a lawyer. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's she's Bruce Banner's cousin who gets like a blood transfusion and gets um gets his powers, which yeah. which That's lets you so know lame. that at least like well, it lets you know that like that means we're not done with Hulk Ruffalo. Like right. he has to play oh, back sure in aren't. for something. Yeah, Hulk Ruffalo is is good. Uh, I said, oh, I said at one point, 
I said, what if Thor had boobs? And I went, I meant to say, what if Hulk had boobs, but also what if Thor had boobs? Well, we're going to get to that here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think the, the, so we've talked a little bit and we're going to talk a little bit more about like the Sony deal, but I mean, Sony is currently doing a Morpheus movie. Um, is it with Jared Leto? Is he Morpheus? I feel like yeah. Jared, Le- Jared Leto is playing everyone now. Mor- Morbius, um, not Morpheus. Morbius, Morbius. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, not well, not the slight yeah, difference, the slightest yeah. of difference. Well, you got confused because there is a new Matrix coming out. No, there's that right. too. That's not this episode. But I mean, you know, that's still I would still love to see a world where just to, to kind of go with your whole like Blade and Moon Knight, start getting the weird paranormal, like real, real, like mm-hmm. creepy shit. Get like Blade, Moon Knight, Morbius in there all yeah. together. Yeah, um, like, the Nightwalkers or Werewolf by Night. Any of the Howling Commandos. Like, really, I just I just yeah. want to reignite the WB in the early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, so I I was going to talk a bit about like WandaVision, but I think Matt kind of hit some of that. But the one thing I will say, if you haven't seen the poster for WandaVision. Oh, it's so it good. Is, oh, it's so good. It's made to be like this. Um, think like it's it's basically a fallout poster, right? Like of nuclear family where the thing to catch, though, is the shadow coming off of like the t- the shadow that's being cast off the TV shows the actual outline of vision with the jewel still in his head and her with like her pointy hat ears that she has in all the like comics. Yeah. So I don't know, someone someone I, I wish I could take credit for this, but someone on the Internet had said, you know, people have made fun of the name WandaVision, but that maybe this is more like television. It's the world. It's the world of what of what Wanda wants it to be. Everyone had that collective mm. realization when this poster came out of like, yep. oh, it's not Wanda Vision. Yep. It's Wanda Vision. Yep. Yeah. And so it plays like, right into what Matt was saying, where like, I think Scarlet Witch is like going to lose her shit and she's going to like use her powers to build the reality that she wants. And I think that's going to like fracture everything. And I think and I mean, that's why I think it's going to directly tie into Doctor Strange. Like Doctor Strange is going to have to play like clean up mess guy. Like he's going to be like, oh, you did it. <laughs> you done did it. And now I'm here and now okay. everything's fucked. I have a dumb question. Yeah, go ahead. What is Scarlet Witch's power? Like what okay. actually is so it? Scarlet Witch is a magic user. She's effectively a sorceress and she's very, mm-hmm. very similar to Doctor Strange or Doctor Doom or any of the other magicians. The difference between Scarlet Witch and all of these other sorcerers is that she never had to learn magic because her magic use is part of her mutant gene or, or partly like she was born. Uh, with so she's she's wisdom and everyone else is intelligent. <laughs> I've heard it described as doc where Dr. Strange in D&D would be a wizard. Yeah. Uh, Wanda is the. The like chaos sorceress build, yeah, of the sort of the um sorcerer, class. but like the like, big, th- yeah, but like the big thing with her is that because she was just born with all of her magic, she doesn't have a full understanding of her mm-hmm. power or of the laws of magic, which is mm-hmm. why it's so easy for her to just like tip over the edge and go berserk or lose control because unlike all of these other sorcerers who studied for years or were taught and apprenticed to learn their magic she just woke up that way and i think it's i think her magic is even referred to in the comic books as chaos magic yeah Mm -hmm. i mean that's and again it's just it's totally night and day to what dr strange is like he understands 
every intricate piece of what is happening. She's just based in like emotion and feel. Yeah, like raw magic power mm-hmm. coming out of her. So I'm I'm very excited to see that play into Doctor Strange. I think I'm also cautiously optimistic for uh, Shang-Chi in The Legend of the Ten Rings because that is a payoff that is waiting since the very first Iron Man movie. I yeah. mean, they literally like planted all the seeds in Iron Man one where the terrorist organization was the Ten Rings and they didn't really talk about it until the third one, even though it was like scattered everywhere. And then we get the all hail the king mini uh, like clip before. I forget mm-hmm. which movie that came in before, but one of them. Yeah, one of them. And then now we're actually going to get the payoff where. Uh, I believe the the rumored ties that Shang Chi's father is going to be um, the actual like uh, the Mandarin. Uh, yeah, the Mandarin it w- was the word I was looking for. Yeah, so I'm excited <laughs> to see that happen. I'm excited to see how that plays off. Also, hopefully, this is the hero that we all wanted Iron Fist to be. Like, oh boy. <laughs> this is please, please just give it to us right, and then don't ever talk about Iron Fist ever again because that I can't handle that level of disappointment again. Yes. I mean, I'm not I'm not really going to miss Luke Cage all that much. I'm not really going to miss Iron Iron Fist at all. Um, I'm going to miss Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Those were those oh, were legitimately good shows. Jessica Jones never grabbed me, but Daredevil, man, uh, that, oh, it's yeah. going to hurt to see that one go. I would I think yeah. Luke Cage had its high points. There were certainly some episodes where you were like, this is great. I think the thing that was tough for me with Luke Cage was that he's invincible. And so they mm-hmm. had to spend three episodes talking about how he's not right. invincible because something happened. And like, I hate that shit. And so <laughs> yeah. that made it's me so really hard. mad that, yeah, like his whole plot line is that he is an invincible man and then he lost his power to be invincible. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> that's, that's enough talking about potentially dead series from Netflix. I want to move on to a different thing. So we have talked about like some of the announced projects and the things and the properties that, that get us excited so let's let's kind of change gears a little bit. Is there a story that you want to get told here in the next phase? Is there something from phase three that you want to get resolved? Is there some villain you've been waiting for? What what do you want to see happen here in the next, you know, two or three years or, or beyond? You know, what is the stuff that, that hasn't officially been laid out, but you want to see happen? I tend to keep a pretty like open like they're not. I don't want any comics like hard and firm like shot for shot re put up on screen or anything. I try and be pretty like, Oh, that's a cool idea. Take it as it comes. Except when they announced black Panther two, they, the rumor mills were throwing out the Atlantis versus Wakanda storyline. Give the it comics. to me. Oh, and baby. I want it. I want it all. I want, I want Namor. Um, being the as the villain of that movie, and mm-hmm. then turned like antihero later on in the, the the series or whatever we're gonna call this. Um, but I want these two high tech, hidden like secret civilizations, ancient secret civilizations to do battle, and I want it yesterday. Well, and I think what's interesting too. So obviously, someone here is gonna bring up how in. Endgame, they referenced the earthquake off the coast of Africa, which, you know, they're like, oh, it's an underwater earthquake. You just ignore it. That's how you handle it. And that could be a nod to Namor. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I think the thing it's worth noting is that I'm pretty sure Namor still falls into the category of Hulk where Universal 
owns his rights for sharing purposes where there will not be a standalone Namor movie right now. Um, just oh. like we can't get a standalone Hulk <laughs> movie, but we can get Hulk in movies. See, huh. I, I assumed Namor fell into the fold with um, the Fantastic Four and or X-Men villains and was sold off that way. But I don't know for sure because I'm not a contract lawyer who's well versed <laughs> on all the all the sales Marvel made in the late 90s. Is Namor a villain? Well, he came in as a villain and then he becomes kind of anti-hero, then hero, Namor then is definitely an asshole. anti-hero. Yeah. He is an asshole. Namor is an asshole. <laughs> yeah. That's all that matters. All right. I've only seen him as as like I I well, I read like I have an anthology of like the original X-Men. He's like in like the 70s X-Men and he's in the original X-Men, but he's just like, hey, let's go visit our cool, chill brother Namor. Like he wasn't really. Oh, yeah, he's like a more he's like a more xenophobic. Um, he's racist Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. Xenophobic, <laughs> racist Aquaman. Yeah. He's right. still owned by he he and the Hulk. And I'm not sure who else are still owned by Universal, but I think Universal is just a lot better about their sharing rights because they saw how the last bout of their own movie went, and they're like, "Now nah, we're not going to do that again. Right. <laughs> you don't want to watch Hulk punching Hulk dogs? We get it. <laughs> no, I think that's good, Kyle. Like, I think that is a thing that it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, like, now that you've spoken it into existence, I can't imagine that playing out in any other way. Well, and it'd be a good, I mean, it'd be a good, like, again, the two advantages, secret ancient advanced civilizations going head to head um it would be a good a good way to kind of help spin black panther into his own thing instead of you know just this entity that exists to join marvel to join the avengers when thanos shows up like it'll it it'll be very good if they do it and they need to do it or i will be mad (laughs) And crap. <laughs> well, I think the other thing is that like Black Panther doesn't really have a space in this world right now. Um, right. And so I think that Wakanda is probably going to be pretty quiet until Black Panther 2. So giving him a completely mm-hmm. different realm to fight, you know, like to, a completely unrelated to everything else we've been paying attention to character to get involved with, I think is a really good call because I think mm-hmm. anything else is just going to be like ham fisting chadwick boseman back into the mcu somewhere he really doesn't belong well and think about it like this too so this this next black panther movie which i think is 2022 yeah yeah um is going to we're gonna see a black panther who is returning to his kingdom that has not had him as a leader for five years so you know a lot has probably happened someone has led who knows who necessarily that is but someone has been leading And so now we're going to get him in there. And what better way to like upset this balance of no, no, I want to like be the leader. I want to serve. I want to do this stuff. And then, oh, here's a rival faction that is like now complicating things even further. Yeah, I didn't even really think of that. The fact that um, he has not been there to lead Wakanda for five years. Right. And that could be the whole thing. It could be that Namor and Atlantis took over Wakanda in his absence and he's got to take it back. Well, we know for what it probably won't be as whimsical of a thing as Peter Parker dealt with with his high school friends. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin what I'm going to talk about because I'm going to talk okay. more about that. <laughs> OK, uh, Matt, what about you? What what are some of the things that, you know, you want to see that you get excited for that's on your wish list? Well, I think that I, I wasn't super excited for anything specific 
until I started reading in a little bit more to what's coming. Um, one of the things that I, I really like about Marvel is all of the different teams. That's why I like Ultimate Alliance so much, because it yeah. gives you the opportunity to like build these weird little stables of Marvel characters. So one thing that I would love to see is who replaces the Avengers. Like, what does S.H.I.E.L.D. become? What's the new organization in charge? What's the name of the new superhero team? Stuff like that. But the big thing that I became excited about the more I started to read was Taskmaster, not oh, yeah. the Black Widow movie. Um, eh, eh. but Taskmaster as a character I'm really excited for and I think that he's going to be I I don't know if I have a great example from the first three phases but maybe the new Loki of the MCU as sort of this reoccurring Mm. pain in the ass like this reoccurring minor (laughs) complication who is just sort of stirring the pot with things Um, because that's sort of the character he plays in the comic books. And we've already seen a little bit of Taskmaster because we saw Crossbones in Winter Soldier. Yeah, uh, Civil War. Uh, Civil War. Civil War. Um, And so when we saw Crossbones, like Crossbones is one of Taskmaster's apprentices. And so Mm -hmm. I think that we are going to see what we're going to get from the Black Widow movie as it moves forward, since Black Widow is already dead is probably going to be Taskmaster and how he continues to play a part in all of this. Uh, So I'm really excited for that. I'm super excited, like I was saying in the last topic, uh, about the possibility of Nightmare coming in as a major villain um, through Doctor Strange and all that. But the Ghost Rider announcement, obviously it wouldn't be a Marvel cast if I didn't talk about Ghost Rider at least a little bit. Um, (laughs) But just to know that that's coming in and if they're doing the uh, multiverse of madness there's the possibility that they're going to start building in the more supernatural things of the mcu and then they've already announced that they are going to bring back ghost rider um there there's definitely a possibility to get into the weirder uh darker side of marvel which i'm super into i i'm all about shiny flashy yellow suited wolverine but i like the dark stuff and the the more like fringy things uh, so the possibility for Marvel properties, not necessarily the movies, but just the storylines to take a turn into the weird is what I am stoked for. What do you think the odds are of a Blade Ghost Rider team up, Matt? Oh, high, yeah. High. Very high. <laughs> yeah. well, they're, so they're both part of I spent a lot of time on Wikipedia today. They're both part of the new Howling Commandos. Nice. Um, oh, okay. and so like. The I know we don't have Morbius because that's in weird Sony land, but like uh, Man Thing and um, Werewolf by Night and a bunch of other like weird offshoot Marvel characters you haven't heard of are With part terrible of this, names. Yeah, are part of this group of the superheroes called the Howling Commandos that Nick Fury commands and is basically Shield's supernatural response team. Um, nice. So if we're going to go that way, like I want to see him embrace it. And I want a Howling Commandos movie in like 2020 is man thing. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. It's um, worse than man bat. No, it isn't. Man bats worse than man thing. Yeah. Man, man bat. The only thing worse than man bat is two man bats. <laughs> men, men, bats. <laughs> men bat. I hadn't seen man thing yet. That is 100% just a like it's swamp thing. Um, a, co- a carbon copy of swamp thing, except they didn't know what to do with it. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, 
I'm excited for Taskmaster as this new reoccurring um, person, especially because like in one storyline, I don't remember which one, but Taskmaster trains U.S. agent. Um, so oh, if, there you go. If John Cena comes in as U.S. <laughs> agent and we get Taskmaster teaching John Cena to be anti Captain America, I'm I'm so down. I need that like triple cross. Um, I think we're going to get to a point in our society where the only movies are Marvel movies. <laughs> like, I like the only time you go to the movie, <laughs> I think like the only, the only like viable option for a theater to play, it will be Marvel <laughs> movies and maybe star Wars because we're going to get a star Wars jammed down our gullets every six months. You're not wrong. I hate to ruin what I had said before we started recording about John Cena being rumored as us agent. There is a casting for us agent. Um, is it, is it, it gonna John Barenthal? It, it well, it is gonna happen in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it is John Walker, which oh, I recognize him from. <laughs> <laughs> I recognize him from. Um, he was in Black Mirror in the episode where he puts on the virtual reality helmet thing and ends up frying his mind because he kept his phone on him. Oh, uh, that's my favorite episode. That guy's so yeah, good. Man. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, so U S agent or super Patriot, whatever, uh, the, the case of his name is. Um, but yeah, I'm, that's almost definitely going to be like, he is the government propaganda, captain America replacement. I tried cool. to Google John Walker actor and all oh, no, it gave me was Paul Walker. And that's that what I got too. Doesn't help. Because if me. you don't put actor, because if you don't put actor, then you just get promo shots of of the booze. <laughs> yeah, you just and, get whiskey, and it's impossible to look up this poor man on the internet. Man, yeah. I uh, I like what you said, Matt. So I think one of the things that I enjoyed most in finally seeing Endgame come to like fruition was the fact that I finally got to see uh, Paul Rudd as Ant Man amongst gods, and like just <laughs> understanding that he's in over his head. And ever since that happened, anything can go now as long as there's someone like Paul Rudd around to, like, comment on how bananas it is. And so from what you said, I want to see Ghost Rider, like, roll up <laughs> with Paul Rudd eating tacos outside of the <laughs> Avengers headquarters. <laughs> the the scene in Endgame where they're explaining the Infinity Stones <laughs> to Paul Rudd. The and he is, like, like, I think literally, like... Get smiling like an idiot eating yeah. popcorn is just <laughs> a child best. at Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wait, guys, you, hold on, oh, hold on. Else? Wait, no, John Walker. John Walker is not the name of the actor, Todd. John Walker. Wait, what did I miss? John oh, Walker is, is the, the name the of character? the U.S. agent. Wyatt Whoops. Russell is the name Wyatt of the actor. Russell. Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell. You know, I only read half Ky the paragraph. Kyle will make that sound better later. Yeah, here, wait, I'm going to be a clean cut here. <laughs> Wyatt Russell. Just put that in when I said John, John Walker. I certainly won't. <laughs> but with um, but with Matt's voice instead. <laughs> oh, he's a former hockey player. Hmm. OK, it's my turn now. Yeah, you, you. Um, I wrote here on the notes. I just want Michael Keaton back, but that was a joke. But I do want Michael Keaton back. I just want my, more Michael Keaton in every movie. <laughs> but that's not for this podcast. Um, no, so when we did Endgame the first time, I uh, made a comment that I wanted to see more of the repercussions of the snapping. And you, Todd, you made a comment, and we definitely got that in Far From Home, but like it was very cute and it was very like hand wavy. It nor sh absolutely should have been. Like it was exactly the the right mm -hmm. tone and what it should have been. 
But I think all of these Disney Plus shows are, I think there's a lot of opportunity to go back and, you know, like, that's a great question. Like, what happened to Wakanda, right? Like, what happened to all these different, all these different, like, micro communities or micro environments during that time when they didn't have X person to be there or they didn't have X group of people? Um, I think, like, and, and when you look at the, I know we're not talking about the Netflix shows, but that was a really cool through line in all the Netflix shows was mm-hmm. that the, it was the aftermath of the, the first Avengers movie, right? Yeah. Like all yeah. these things were happening because of the Avengers movie. Agents of shield was happening because of after the Avengers movie, right? Like it, it's just, it's a really easy setup and it's a really easy, you know, kind of backbone that you can make all these and have all these different stories. Um, so I, I think that would be, that would be, that'll be really good. Um, I love, I also, I love anthology series. So I like, I it would be, I would also be down for like a, uh, if you guys remember like the, the, the animatrix, um, that came out, yeah. like, in between, you know, oh, again, man. like just those separate stories, like, which makes me, what makes me excited about what if, like, give me just a bunch of separate stories, like fan created, you know, like individual takes, like people that are in no way related, like not even like not overseen by Kevin Feige, just like, give me those just like fun anthologies that are that are just like it's just a series of different creators and different different you know um ideas and thoughts i'm i'm super ready by the way for them to use the what if series to also like quietly wrap up all the netflix shows with just like no no explanation no like no like you don't they don't need to like spell out that it's tied to it but they just do a what if episode with Charlie Cox as daredevil. And he just so happens to like finish off the kingpin once and for all in that, ep- in that ep- <laughs> going to say Charlie Cox wakes up and he's like, I, I've had a terrible dream. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. And, uh, and, they, and, and like, then they just do that with all the, all the Netflix shows. They just like yeah. quietly wrap it up in the anthology and then, yeah. Move and on. we and we forget defenders ever happen. Mm. Yeah. Um and then the other thing was uh back to Infinity War. I think again, I 100% believe that this is going already going to get covered in Doctor Strange 2, but I do really I I want to know what Doctor Strange saw. I want to know the the thousands of possibilities and I want to know how oh. that how that connects to what actually happened in Endgame because I think like when Infinity War ended we all kind of assumed that Dr. Strange would have like more of a role or like seem to have more control over the situation. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to see what he actually saw. I liked the, there just to touch on that for a minute, there was a meme that went around for a while after Endgame that was like possibility 13 million, 2000, 200,000 and 26 or whatever. And it was just like, the same thing happens, but there isn't that cute girl team up at the in the final battle, so they couldn't show it in the movie. So um, he steered them towards another conclusion. Like it was, it was just a meme that was like all the other possible ones, where it's like, um, like Captain America can't lift the hammer and just gets absolutely curb stomped by Thanos, and like that's a whole mm-hmm. like a whole spinoff ending of that he saw. Yeah, like I, I think like we we kind of assumed that whatever. Like whatever he was doing, whenever what he, whatever he's doing right now is related to that. Either in that, like he actually like tra- time traveled to those places and he saw those things, or he um he saw something else. Like maybe he saw another like apocalypse and he's going somewhere on like a secret mission. I don't know. I fully expect that 
Doctor Strange 2 will have something to do with that, but I am interested to see, even if it is like a 10 minute cut of like, mm-hmm. what actually did he see and how did that connect to, you know, a mouse turning on a fucking button in a garage and saving <laughs> to Paul Rudd because he had no control over that. The other thing to note too is like, we are now at a post end game Doctor Strange who no longer has the time stone. Right, so, right. I mean, Infinity Stones as they are right now do not exist, though that's happened in the comic books a dozen times and always gets resolved. Um, but like, that's the thing his his tool that he used to put Dormammu in check is gone. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's not going to go. That couldn't have gone without notice. Can I wait question? And I regret this thought process already, but <laughs> Tony Stark, Tony Stark snapped his fingers Yada, yada, yada. Steve Rogers takes all the Infinity Stones back to put them back where they belong. Does that mean the Time Stone ends back up in the Eye of Agamotto that now Doctor Strange would have? No. no. Um, so to that's answer back the, to the question, future rules. That's not to, that's to not answer our the rules. question. No, to answer the question is they still end up getting dusted yeah. by Thanos. After you're right, Infinity War. Yep, mm-hmm. you're super. So they're right. still destroyed in their timeline. They just borrowed them from the past for a minute. Cool, got it. In the well, time heist. Well, so yeah. talking about broken timelines, the thing I'm excited for is seeing Loki just fucking with everything. Because from what I from what I can recall, everything was set back in place the way it was supposed to for the most part, except for. Loki walking 2012 Loki walking off with the space stone um, Mm -hmm. and also Clint Barton taking a baseball mitt from his farm. So who knows what what tomfoolery that cost? Yeah, Todd, you're focused on Loki when really it's that baseball. (laughs) baseball Well, also, also, you got to think Paul Rudd did one extra jump by accident. So where'd he go? What'd he do? Who knows? Anyway, um, I that's so, our timeline. That's the timeline we're in right now. Is that, the one Paul Rudd accidentally jumped back to? And, there it is, and messed something up. So, so Loki taking uh, the space stone, 2012 Loki was like height of his mischief, not really on the side of good Loki. Um, and so mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what they do with the series because they've actually said like it's going to move through time. Like he's actually going to move through time. To like oh, good. to mess with historical events. So it's going to be Forrest Gump starring Loki. Is that what <laughs> yeah. you're telling me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think that is a good uh, a good analogy. And I think, um, you know, if he is going through different timelines, because he is in a different timeline now. And I don't know how they don't have Loki in Thor Love and Thunder. I don't know how you do a Thor movie without having some level of Loki in it. So. That said, if this is like Loki ending up there, it's going to be through all the timelines. Who's to say that isn't some explanation of how we get like multiple Mjolnir's or a different Mjolnir to um, who I'm going to call Natalie Thortman. Um, Very good. You all you all saw it written out in the notes. You knew it was coming. (laughs) And, you know, I because the alternative is, I mean, when Natalie Portman's character, Jane Foster, becomes the mighty Thor it's off of the original sin storyline in the comic books, which if you're not familiar with that, it's where like all the deepest, darkest secrets of the heroes get exposed. And um, <laughs> Nick Fury ends up being like the bad guy for that storyline at a point, which is a pretty bad reveal that I just ruined for a lot of people. 
Nick Fury's got a super dark past. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty rough. And like the anyway, one of the like the apex of the storyline is like Nick Fury is fighting off all the heroes, basically taking them out one by one using their darkest secrets that he has the control over. Like he he takes Iron Man out of the fight by saying his like command code that just sends him back to Earth. Like that's that's how he takes <laughs> Iron Man out. Um, but like one of the the way that he makes Thor unworthy is that um, he tells Thor that like his biggest fear is reality that the gods aren't pure and they aren't worthy. Mm. And so like that the gods are only out for themselves, not for the people. And so Thor mm-hmm. suddenly can't like control Mjolnir anymore. Anyway, I don't think they're going to do that in Thor Love and Thunder because that seems it's a little heady. Yeah, a little heady to that's get some, to that point. That's some Kingdom um, Hearts bullshit right there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, though, like also and to go even like another layer into the stupid onion. Um, the secret he tells him is that Gore was right. So Gore isn't a villain. Named Al Gore. Gore. Yep. Yeah, Al Gore. Um, the forests are burning. Truth. Yep, yep. Um, uh, Gore is a character named Gore the God Butcher, which... That's Gore, a great name. The next <laughs> time we play D&D, that's my character's name. <laughs> and it's it's rumored that, that Gore might even appear in Thor Love and Thunder, um, but Gore was part of a culture that, like, the gods couldn't save, I think was what it was, so he became this... Like, he became the God Butcher. Like, he went to try and kill gods. And so he had said to Thor at one point, like, the gods don't care about people. Like, you're not pure. And so anyway, that was all said. That's why Thor loses his ability to lift Mjolnir. I don't think they're going to go that way. But I'm excited to see Loki somehow lead to what happens in Thor Love and Thunder, where maybe he brings an additional hammer from a different universe. Um, Maybe we finally get Beta Ray Bill. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm excited to see those things happen. They're going to string you on with beta Ray bill for decades. And when we, decades, when we get, Todd. when we get beta Ray bill, we can finally retire the show. That's it. That's, yeah, that was it. He was the beginning and he shall be the end. Yeah. I hope they don't do the Thor can't lift Mjolnir again. It's just one of those stories like, um, like uncle Ben dying. I don't need to see it again. I like, yeah, like we get I it. like Thor. I like Thor with the hammer much more than Thor without the hammer. Right. Well, and I'm interested to see how they play it. They've said they're going to refer to Natalie Portman's character as the mighty Thor. Um, and because in the comic books, Thor becomes known as Odinson. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and he also gets like this sick axe. It's called like Fjordborn or something like that. Um, it's real metal. It's real. It's real Nordic. Well, and yeah. so uh, I don't know if they'll go that way. I don't know what they're going to do. This is all just kind of starting to play into the Thor core that I talked about earlier anyway at this point, because now we could have, Thor you know, three people that are all wielding <laughs> Thor like weapons. Um, anyway, Thor core sounds like an offshoot of metal that only has like right. two bands with half an EP each. <laughs> well, there's there is definitely already a Viking metal like subgenre oh, right. of metal. Oh, yeah. And so Thor core is the very specifically themed subgenre <laughs> of Viking metal. Yeah. The very specifically <laughs> themed subgenre of metal. I was going along the lines of it's a very certain set of curricula. Like I'm a teacher and <laughs> this, <laughs> this week this week we're teaching Thor core. <laughs> I, uh, I also think it's worth noting, too, that Thor's fourth outing, I think, will be the one where he doesn't necessarily leave the MCU, but he does take his step back. I um, agree. Yeah, I think that he will. Mm. Like he will try and like push others to the front and not take as notable as a role anymore. 
It just feels like his story is done. Like his arc is done. Like we've we've gotten everything we can. I see Thor stepping into the like the role Odin was at after this, and he he could even become Odin. Like that could be the thing. Like he could be that role. And and the other thing that's worth noting is that there was early concept art when Thor went to get, um, when he went to get Stormborn. Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Shit. Stormbreaker, man, I swear, I swear I know comics good. Um, when he w- there's early art when he went to go to Stormbreaker where he was going to have to fight this giant snake, which is from uh, it's from the Thor's comic, like his runs where there is this this world snake that had a bite that would kill you if it bit you. And then you took like six more steps, then you die. Oh. And so I don't know. I feel like if they went so far to put together concept art of him fighting a giant snake, maybe that's not lost. Um, maybe that's the thing that like cripples him enough where they're like, hey, you can't go doing your your stuff like you used to anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, OK, yep. so we like talked it. about all these like obscure topics going on phase four and beyond. We can't talk about the future of MCU without at least talking about Spider-Man. Um We've we're recording this episode just, you know, pretty close after D23, where there was truly a, a minimal official discussion aside from a statement that Tom Holland made because he was on stage for a different Disney property that he's going to be in. Um, and then also some statements made by Kevin Feige. Uh, but, you know, at this moment, there is no official stated, though there are some rumors, there's no official stated sharing agreement between Sony and Disney. So my question to you, bros is what what happens next like what do you what do you think happens i just want to say what i said off off recording first of like for to pull the curtain back a little bit for everyone at home we we planned this episode as like a oh oh shit we need an episode idea to stay on schedule (laughs) let's just talk about marvel like what phase four will look like and then all this spider-man and d 23 happened and we like didn't plan that but it fell into our laps and all of a sudden we've got a very rich topical (laughs) episode as for my thoughts on what's going to happen it's pretty obvious to me that in the 11th hour disney and sony are going to reach an agreement it's all corporate theater yeah um either whether that is sony winning the David and Goliath story of getting some more money out of Disney or Disney just punishing Sony until they give in and are like, fine, take Spider-Man and the awful deal you offered us. Um, just please stop punishing us. Lord Disney. Um, they're going to reach an agreement at the most dramatic time possible. Um, Spider-Man will get to stay and then maybe they'll at least long enough for them to write him out so that they don't have to, Disney doesn't have to give Sony buttloads of money to use him for the rest of time or at the very least um, just long enough to that they'll work out a deal that they can spread the Spider-Man out over the, a few years instead of like these two years we got him this time around. But I'm pretty confident. Disney is rich and powerful enough that they're not going to lose Spider-Man. Yeah, I am pretty much right there with you. Like, I have read so much in the last week of whether it's Sony's fault or whether it's Disney's fault. And 
monopoly this and monopoly that and and all of those things and you know all that stuff aside i think that it probably really is some people who got together in a room and said we could make a lot more money with a little more drama at the very least i think what happened there was sony knew d23 was coming up and they were just like you know what wouldn't put us in a good light if we took our ball and went home and made disney scramble for their big presentation like right yeah, yeah. I I really think, like you said, Kyle, I I think that Spider-Man at Spider-Man, Spider-Man ends up back in the Sp- MCU. Sp- Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Um, Wesley Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I really think that everyone involved has to see the writing on the wall that Spider-Man in the MCU prints money. Spider-Man mm-hmm. outside of the MCU after five solid attempts does not print money. Print Unless money it's animated. Does not print money. Well, Into the Spider-Verse didn't do well. I mean, it got... It did? No, it got great reception. Like, everybody loved it. It's gotten great reviews, but it underperformed box office-wise compared it to... It didn't make a billion dollars I do twice. not. I do not believe that. I don't believe that for one second. Check the numbers. I'm... I, I don't. Right I don't think it was a... I don't think it was a financial failure. No. Like Matt is implying, but it didn't... Again, it didn't make a billion dollars twice. Like the 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 two spider-man mcu movies did yeah i'm not if i if i somehow implied that it was a bomb i apologize but it did not do as well as i think a it should have or b it could have um and and for whatever reason you think it is i think it's probably because it's animated which is lame but um i think that everyone involved has to know that Spider-Man as Tom Holland in the MCU absolutely prints money eight ways to Sunday. And I think that Sony is making a, a real bold stand to get a little bit more money than they were getting and good on them for doing it. And I hope it works out a little OK for them. But I think Disney gets what Disney wants. And if that, <laughs> if that means Disney buys Sony, then Disney buys Sony. That would be that would be a monopoly shot out of the sky immediately. Yeah. So I, I think that it'll happen. I don't know how long it'll take, but I think, like you said, in the 11th hour, Tom Holland's in the MCU and I don't think he's going anywhere. Well, and, and the success of it goes both ways, because like what helped get asses in the seats for homecoming was that promise of Iron Man. Yeah, that you like that very hard tie into the MCU and like Sony can't ignore that. Okay, at least they could. They shouldn't ignore. that. So what I'm seeing here is Spider-Verse had a 90 million dollar production budget and in its opening weekend grossed about 40 million of that back. But overall grossed 375 million worldwide. So So that's that's not as high as I thought it would have been. It quadrupled the budget. million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the budget was million. much lower than yeah. a, a typical. Yeah. yeah. You know. Right. And exactly. That's what I mean. Like it did not do poorly. I think it, I think it did well for an animated movie. Mm hmm. But I it mean, is an animated movie that isn't a Disney Pixar film. Yeah. But it's but again, not it didn't the, make it didn't make one billion dollars. It's never it's never going to hit those Marvel, those MCU numbers, especially sure. an animated movie that comes out in like what this right before christmas right yeah Mm. and so like you know if you're sony would you rather have 15 percent of billions and billions of dollars or 
a hundred percent of billions three hundred million dollars. dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah, exactly. You're you're not wrong at all. I think I I'm in the camp too where I have the tinfoil hat on that like Marvel. So the old sharing agreement was something like five percent back. Like Marvel helped put in I think five percent of the costs and they got five percent back of the profit. So it was some. It was a very low number. Plus like merch. That was yeah. that was the big Disney takeaway was they got merch. Sony got the box office. Marvel got the merch. Um, but the thing that is left out of that is they also they gave Kevin Feig to Sony for free, basically yeah. for those two movies. Sony didn't pay like Disney was still paying him, but mm-hmm. Sony did not pay for Kevin Feig to come in and be like, all right, you're going to. You're going to use Iron Man in this way, and he's gonna. This is how it's all gonna tie into my movies. Like, um, he came in free of charge to Sony and made two good movies for them. So, one, I take personal issue with how you pronounce Fiji, and <laughs> <Whatever>. two, <laughs> I two, also do. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. <laughs> two, um, I, I keep saying it to piss <laughs> you off. Uh, two, their offer that they made to Sony was like a 50, 50 split in the second round. Um, which I think that that was Marvel either like laying their dick out on the table and being like, here I am, I'm here to like, tell you how this works. And I think it was also them saying like, this is a highball number that we know you're not going to take either, either you'll take it and hot damn, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, because you know how much you need us. Or two, you're not going to take it and you're going to counter offer. And then we're going to do what normal humans do when there's a contract to be agreed upon. It's a negotiation. Sony, knowing D23 was coming up, was like, nope, we're going to take our ball home and get some free publicity. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't I don't know necessarily why, like maybe it was D23 in the hopes that they were going to announce a a third Spider-Man. Like maybe that was what prompted the the contract discussion to heat up. Um, because obviously they want to parade Tom Holland out there and be like, hey, we got big plans for this guy. Um, <laughs> you know, Spider-Man future movie TBD. Um, you know, maybe that was what, what caused it all to like break down right now because they can't say that if they don't know for sure. Um, but I had heard a rumor that the the counter offer was 25% from Sony, um, which, I mean, I don't... I mean, obviously Marvel's not hurting for money. They can't have you know, Kevin Feige in all places at once. Um, right. So, I mean, who knows? But like with all the stuff Sony's trying to do, if they don't work with Marvel, they're just going to end up cramming Tom Holland into the Venom movies, which as much as I, I love Venom, I think the script was bad for Venom movie. Yeah. But I love Venom and I think mm-hmm. Venom only did well because it is Venom and because it is Tom Hardy. So to cram Tom Holland in there suddenly and hope for the best, I think will go poorly. Yep. Yep. To theorize about what happens if the deal doesn't work out and Spider-Man stays on Sony's side only. um, I do think there is a market for good non MCU movies, Um, non MCU superhero movies. I'm sorry. See also Logan. Yeah, see yeah. Logan. Yeah. See mm-hmm. um see Warner Brothers uh getting James Gunn in for Suicide Squad 2. Yeah. Um mm. like there is a market for that. There are um you know, they do exist the superhero fans who don't like the MCU. Um they have money to spend. Sure. They are a market to capture and Sony could go after them with a familiar face of Tom Holland that will still put 
we'll still rope in, um, you know, all those kid dollars who know him as Spider-Man too. But I think if Sony and Disney can reach the agreement, we all think they're going to, um, that's where, that's where the money is because of the proven track record of the MCU. Well, on that, on that positive note, I think that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's capitalism. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're all fooling ourselves if we think there won't be something. And if it doesn't work, okay, it's superhero movies. I think we'll we'll all make do somehow with the other 42 projects coming out in the next half a decade. Yeah, right. I look forward to falling asleep with half of these on my TV while I... <laughs> <laughs> or watching them on planes. <laughs> Um, well, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up then on that note. So thanks for listening in to another Sidebar episode of Debate This. Follow along with the argument on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DebateThisCast. And check out our website at DebateThisCast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review so more people can hear our nerdy, upbeat, Spider-Man positive show. Uh, until next time, I'm Todd Thomas. I'm Kyle. Damn it. Fine. Disney. Take my money. Harper. I'm Matt. Kevin. Cole. I'm Andrew. I just discovered how to find the production budgets of all the all the most major Hollywood blockbusters. Henderson. Oh, that's gotta be <laughs> depressing. I'm saying <laughs> saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're long, oh man, I'm gonna try that again before I fuck it up at the very end. Really, just trip across the finish line just, there, just, Todd. Oh God. All right. Um, saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, then you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds.